Welcome to Puppet Hunt Radio with Matt and Lane. The only, the only podcast dedicated oh, to the 19... 19- you want to do it? Can I? Uh, sure. Dedicated well, to the 1940s detective noir radio show of the same name, Puppet Hunt. Join Rock Handy and Nick Salmon for an evergreen trip down memory lane as they crack cases and solve mysteries for the ventriloquists of Large Neck USA. We should shorten that. Well, it's established, and so... It's, it's good. Yeah. I think it's good. Is that all one sentence? Well, yeah, but mm. I, I couldn't figure out a way... No, it's two. It's oh, two sentences. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. Well, yeah, I was... You, know, you kind of took me aback there by uh, taking the reins of the, of the carriage. Well, I'm very, I'm very pumped. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be out of the... Uh, we're outside recording. Uh, yes. Together, Al Fresca. No masks, exactly. No masks, but yes, you're Al concerned. Oh, fre- yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, there oh. comes a plane. Yeah, so, so we've got now some... you can tell we're outside in the fresh air. Far more exciting than being yeah, indoors. Time now. So Matt was concerned. I prefer most of the time to be evergreen. Although I'm kind of, I'm kind of changing my idea. mind in that. Because you know we talked last time about the generational ships. Oh right. And right. that if people are listening, like this is becoming a historical document. That, like, it's nice that it's evergreen for the people who are listening now. But I'm thinking if you're like fifteen thousand years into the future, it's always going to have some some potent historical value. Mm-hmm. What? Do you need me to? No, under- no, I got it. I got it. I okay. agree. I agree. All we right. need to keep this evergreen. I want to come out and say I'm I'm feeling great, you know I I think I'm gonna give a lot of it to the the I've I've taken up TM. Do you know what that is? Uh, transcendental meditation. That's it. Wow. We do know, yeah. Wow. I did not realize it made people amped. Uh, well, it's just made me feel very positive about this whole uh, endeavor, and now I'm uh, words that normally irritated me like trove and. Uh, Things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like saying, I get, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And evergreen. I like that. Let's keep it evergreen. I see. Good so plan. Would you be okay if we just did a quick pause and I brought one of the salt lamps outside? Would that be okay? If you want to. I mean, we already have a lot of noise, and those things are, they do have a hum to them. So, maybe if you keep it away from the mic. Okay. Let me just. Can you hit pause for a second? Yeah. Okay. We're back. Hi. Uh, can I get radio? One? I'm sorry. Oh, we don't need to do Look, that. can I do one more? Yeah. Can I have one more? I just one want more pause. one more pause for the yeah, one okay. more line. Start okay. up. All right. Good. Uh, anyway, you were saying about your TM that you Oh, uh, yeah, it's really good. It helps me center myself. I got my mantra uh, given to me by yeah. a special person came to my house. Is it one of those mantras you can't tell other people? I can't re- no, I'm not allowed to say what it is. Um, but I gotta tell you, I'm not really super happy with it. Um, I, I guess I can tell you, it, it rhymes with treacle, and it's a word that doesn't. It doesn't. Huh. It's not a. It's not a word that I like to say, and so I have it's negative connotations. But apparently, when you get it, you gotta stick with it. You can't, can't change it. Yes, right. That's it's bad luck or bad no, karma. No, you just can't do it. You're it's not, not allowed. allowed. You can't change it. Okay. You get it from this. Well, this lady came to the house. Okay. We talked for a minute. Uh huh. She had a um, one of those things in her hair, like a little stick. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, we talked for a while. I can't say her name. I don't want to say her name. I probably could, but I, I signed a paper. Wow. Anyway, I don't want to get into the weeds of all this, but yeah, it rhymes with treacle. It just makes me think of things that are not that smell bad. So I don't. I thought treacle was something that smelled. That well, it's not treacle. Extra sweet, but it, right? it rhymes with that. Right, but it's reminding you of treacle. No, it just rhymes with treacle. I can't say the word, and I can't think of anything else it rhymes with. Are you officially allowed to say words that rhyme with your mantra? As far as I could read, yeah, there was three pages of documentation that said what I can't do. Interesting. There was only one page that said what I'm supposed to do. There okay. Three pages of things I can't do. Do you have to pay dues to this woman? Uh, only once a month. Okay. Huh. It's, uh, you know what I did? I freed up a lot of money because I emptied my storage units. You'd be, ver- you'd be, you'll be proud of me. You alluded to this on the phone, and yeah, I was, was I, a couple of weeks. I wasn't, I wasn't returning your calls, and then I, I, I answered that call, and we had, a, we talked a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got rid of all my storage units and put everything in the oh garage. My. 
all of them? Uh-huh. And I have all three cars parked on the street now. Okay. Three-car garage. Yes. Filled with stuff. I... So the trove is back home. It's all in our hands. Okay, so nothing got thrown away I'll tell you as this. you were While I was switching. sorting through it, I came across... Um, what was the name of that one? Uh, the Left-Handed Quiz Part 5. Excellent. So we've got that. Okay. And also, you'll be excited about this one, I think. It's one we had a long time ago. I saw Her Lips Move Part 2. Wow. Yeah. So we got that one. Wow, that one I have been. I I wrote that one off as lost forever. No, it's it's there. I put everything in there. Now all I got to do is organize everything. Okay, all right. It's all in there. Great. Three cups of coffee. Did the TM lead to the eliminating the storage units? Did you have a falling out with the manager? What 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 was Uh, the impetus? You remember that guy Delaney? Yeah, he was the manager that won. Uh, Yeah, he uh, he's suing me. Oh, wow. Yeah, for breach of contract for this marina thing. I didn't follow through on that. But, you know, c'est la vie. You just, uh, I just center myself and I can say my mantra, which I can't tell you what it is, and try not to think about the thing that smells bad. And then once I get past that and start focusing, I'm, yeah, I find my happy place. All right, well, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. So uh, today we even, speaking of, continuity or wait can we take another break yes i'm gonna go grab another cup of coffee okay. all right so we're back yeah so i have some listener feedback okay yeah i have some uh, viewer mail too okay so i'll start it off here i would prefer the term viewer mail though if you don't mind viewer mail rather than listener feedback yeah i don't like the word feedback view yeah i like viewer mail maybe we could put up some pictures it's i know we don't normally look straight at each other and being outside all this whole yeah, the new mat thing uncomfortable. i don't recognize a smile like uh, as like that doesn't seem like it's your face hmm it could be the haircut maybe that's it too yeah, yeah. all right yeah. and you're shaven so which is yeah not totally it comes and goes just my face all right so listener slash viewer email right you go i i got an actual letter do so, you want to go first? No, no, go ahead and read it. I'll, okay. I'll open this up at this the end. This is at a surprise for everybody. A trophy wife or atrophy wife. It could be atrophy, yeah. At atrophy. Proton Mail writes and it's just the uh, emoji with the where they're laughing and crying and the face is tilted. Is that rolling on the floor? Uh, laughing? I think it's laugh my <laughs> off. Can we say ass? You got to beep that. Two beeps? Yeah. And so, L-M-A-O. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay. I So whichever one that is, it's just an emoji. Okay. So I guess she likes... Okay. So the person who wrote this just did an emoji. I guess that's enjoying the show? Yes. Enjoying the show. All right. Well, thank okay. you, a trophy wife. All right. You want to go, Matt? Hold that's... my letter up here. Yeah. Because this, this is a letter that we got. Oh, you got it? It's a physical letter. All right, cool. Let's let's so, hear it. Dear Lane and Matt, this is all written in script huh. with a pen. You don't get these every day. Uh, the last episode, Saxby Mansion Part Two, mm-hmm. was supernatural uh, in nature. Why is this? Also, what do you use for recording your sessions? Signed, uh, Jimbo L-E-N-M. How do you pronounce that? Limn? I would have to see it, but boy, that handwriting is really hard to read. His writing is really hard. L-E-N-M, or maybe L-E-W-M? Loom? Loom. Maybe Loom. Huh. A Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow. So two questions. Why is it supernatural? Hmm. And then also, what do we use for recording our sessions? I agree with this listener because I felt that that was a, a break for the characters to, uh, to deal with potential ghosts. Uh-huh. Although, yeah, it did seem different. Rock has often talked, convened with Jerry ghosts. the ghost. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that seems I to be a trope. Maybe that was just they were diving deeper into those waters. Yeah. So there's your answer for the first part. It's more so valuable to think about it, to contemplate, than to answer. You tell us. Jimbo, you tell us. So the answer to your second question is, we I have a Yeti Blue microphone mm-hmm. that's plugged into my laptop, and right now we're recording outside. 
because uh, your house is getting fumigated? No, you specified you said you wouldn't go in today. Well, because I thought it was being fumigated. No, no, no. I said I was using the robot, the robot vacuum. Why do you say robot? That's a family thing. I know other people get annoyed with it. It's I'm like sorry. From it's... the 30s. I grew up hearing robot, and so I'm sorry. I, I it's a robot vacuum. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard that before. Robot. So you're not getting that. The house is not getting fumigated. No, it's getting vacuumed. So we're set up here just because the robot can move around? No, I said the room that we normally are in would be quiet. I said we'd have to go past the robot vacuum. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what I thought you said. Okay. Because you said robot. Well, should we? We've already gotten like most of this well, let's in. Let's just keep going. Okay. Yeah, we can just stay out here. It's comfortable outside. Well, I you don't want to hear that robot. All right, you ready? Yeah, okay. All right, this is a long one. It's Gargantua and Pantagruel at Send in Blue writes wow educating archie that's in italics huh, must be a title now that was a great radio program spelled in the british way okay 15 million listeners every week wow i was in the fan club and even had archie adams soap flipping kids exclamation point what does that mean flipping kids i did look up that educating archie was a radio uh, ventriloquist-themed program okay. uh, in, in England. Hmm. And um, I don't know about this boast that they had 15 million listeners every yeah, week. That seems impossible. 15 there, million people yeah, there's on like the planet 7 like million people in, at, in the 40s living in the UK. Hmm. So, But Archie Adams Soap, that's an interesting idea. And then I don't know what the flipping kids part is. Hmm. But I it seems to have nothing to do with Puppet Hunt. No, he may have sent it to the wrong address. Huh. All right. Uh, do you have any more? No, I'm all done. All right. I'm, I have one thing. I guess I can save it for the closing. Let's save okay. it for the closing. You could tease it. Okay, I'll tease it. So after the Mysterious Mr. Love Part 2, uh, I will have something very special for our generational ship listeners. All right. So let's... This ah, is part right. two. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Where, where did we leave off in the program? Uh, the I believe uh, there was a ghost... Rock Candy was confronted by the ghost of his own dummy. So that was the thing. They were they were closing in. He was closing in. And there was Mr. a Love. boot. Something about a boot. Found a boot. It was one of the clues. A single boot. And Nick Salmon is busy with trying he, yeah, to he's become. Yeah, he's not with him. He's trying to become a barbershop quartet singer. Yes. The mysterious Mr. Love. Part two. File of Facts 48-H-7, The Mysterious Mr. Love, Entry 2, Rock Handy speaking. One minute I'm talking to Love's enchanting assistant Carmen Carvino, and the next I'm face-to-face with my old partner Jerry Blatz. Sure, it's good to see him again. Only thing is, last time I checked, he was nothing but splinters. So either I've got a screw loose or... I'm talking to a ghost dummy. You don't write? You don't call? Jerry, how are you here? And where is here? Where am I? Stuck in a rut, that's where. Don't you think it's about time to forget all this gumshoe nonsense? I know you miss the stage. The crowds. The lights. The free pastrami on rye at the Shinola every other Thursday. I'm through with that life. I gave up my ventriloquist act after you were blown up. Do I look blown up to you? Don't answer that. I've been eating a lot of bratwurst lately. I know a guy. Listen, Handy. Who can say if I'm really here or not? Maybe I'm a ghost. Or just an undigested bit of oyster loaf. One thing I am sure of, though. You're barking up the wrong tree, pal. Wrong tree? What are you talking about? The investigation, dummy. Love is, uh, involved, for sure. But he didn't take Sally Fipp. You need to find that giant lumberjack guy with one leg. You mean the man who ran from me when I arrived? No, a different one-legged giant lumberjack. He's the one with all the answers. In fact... He, uh uh-oh, I think I must have said too much. 
I'm getting the old wrap it up signal from off stage. I'm fading fast, pal. Wait, Jerry, Jerry, wait. So long, Rocky. Oh, and I think you'd better shave. You're looking very unkempt, but heavy stubble. But I shaved just an hour ago. Maybe try a different lather. See you on the other side, Handy. Wait, don't go. Jerry. Jerry! This is Puppet Hunt. back to Puppet Hunt in one moment, but now a brief word from our sponsor, Chambler's brand, Elevator Shoes. Oh, thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm Freddie Fizzler, and, and this is my pal, Bafo. I hope you're all feeling fine this evening. I say, uh, how are you feeling, Bafo? Uh, what's that? Are you speaking to me, Mr. Fizzler? Oh, come on, Buffo, of course I'm speaking to you. And how many times do I have to tell you? Call me Freddy. Oh, sorry about that, Mr. Biz. Oh, that is Eddie. You see, I thought you might be talking to all the ladies and gentlemen out there listening at home. Well, yes, that too. Uh, now, Buffo, I have a delicate matter to discuss with you. Do you see that pathetic figure over there, sitting all alone, slumped over on that bench? Uh, oh, yeah, now I do. He's so small and unassuming that I didn't even notice him at first. Isn't that Nick Salmon, the famous T.T.I.? Why, that's right, Buffo, but at the moment he's feeling down in the dumps. Down in the... You don't say. Poor sap. Yes, Buffo. And do you know why? Uh, he got on the wrong horse. Yes, that's... No, no, this has nothing to do with a horse, Buffo. Nix is in the dumps because he just got down on one knee and asked his longtime sweetheart to marry him. And, well, she turned him down. A toast? And she turned him down? Aw, oh, gee. I was sure there was a horse involved. This is even worse. You're right. It is. Uh, now listen up. Uh, I was thinking to myself that we might want to let him in on our little secret. Golly. You mean we should tell him that I made a hood? <laughs> made a what? That's no secret. Uh, now see here, Buffo, uh, this is no laughing matter. You better tell them that. As you know, a big part of our success as a comedy duo comes from the fact that we both wear Chambler's brand elevator shoes. That's right. When you need that little lift, Chambler's makes you the big man you always wanted to be. You see, that little extra inch goes a long way. Sure. When you wear chandlers, men look you in the eye. And the ladies, well, ship you. Now, now, Buffo, <clears throat> this is a family show. Uh, say, uh, Nicolio. Uh, I... Hello, fellows. Now listen, pal. Well, we heard what happened with you and your girl, and, well, we have something that's really going to help you out. Chambler's brand elevator shoes. That little extra inch goes a long way. Boy, that's for sure. I don't know. Do you really think it'll make a difference? Well, why not try mine on and see for yourself? 
Okay. Uh, ah, careful of my little feet. Stay still. Uh, let's see here. We just uh, adjust this here and on. That's it. Uh, oh. It's a nice fit. Uh, say, I do feel different. Uh, taller, more confident, more respected. Who could say no to you now? Yes. Yes. Why, that's right. Uh, say, uh, where'd I put that ring? See you around, fellas. Where are you going with those Chomblers brand elevator shoes? Excuse me, I, I need to see a man about a horse. But what about a horse after all? Oh, what do you know about that? Yes, pick up a pair of Chambers brand elevator shoes at your local pharmacy or specialty shoe store today. Three-fourths podiatrists agree. That extra inch goes a long way. And now we return you to Puppet Hunt. I try and shake it off. Focus on why I'm here. Sally Fifth, Beatrice, the Oscillation Clause. I try and concentrate on something, anything to clear my mind. I imagine I'm at a state dinner with President Roosevelt and Winston Churchill, but Churchill's eating my bratwurst. Uh, uh, it's not working. Wait. Slowly, slowly a vision forms. An image, an image of Nix, dressed in a red and white striped shirt with suspenders and a straw hat, harmonizing. I grasp onto that unsettling image like a drowning man. That does the trick all right. My brain comes in the sharp focus as I find myself inside the candlelit tent of the mysterious Mr. Love. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, Mr. Handy. Welcome to my home, such that it is. Uh, good morning, Mr. Churchill. You're certainly looking heavy today. Oh, uh, did I wake you? My apologies. <clears throat> Let's cut to the case, Simon. I'm looking for a missing dummy. Around two foot four, blonde hair, glasses goes by the name Sally Fifth. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? A uh, missing ventriloquist dummy? No, I am afraid not. I began my career as a ventriloquist, Mr. Handy, but uh, I haven't used a dummy in years. <laughs> Convenient alibi. Make any wax dolls lately? Wax dolls? <laughs> you magic types. You call them poppets. I assure you, Mr. Handy... I am merely a humble spiritualist. I have no interest in puppets or puppets. Oh, come clean, Simon. I'd hate to see your little traveling show shut down because the headliner was serving a stint in the knothole for puppet napping. Tell me, Mr. Handy, uh, are you familiar with the term gastromancy? Well, maybe I am, and maybe I... Maybe I... I do not know it, but how about you just go ahead and enlighten me? Well, gastromancy is an ancient art form dating back to the very dawn of civilization. It is the channeling of otherworldly spirits through one's stomach and throat. The eyes are, they say, a window into the soul, but the voice, one's voice, Mr. Handy... One's voice can become a doorway into the afterlife. Oh, it's always windows and doors with you types, isn't it? Listen, pal, what you're talking about, it's downright unnatural. No quiz throws without a dummy, period. It just ain't done. Oh, Mr. Handy, you and I are not so different. We both seek to... Illuminate the unknown. The difference is that your purview deals with the pedestrian, while mine is of the great beyond. Ha! 
You and I are just about as alike as night and day. And night and day are but two sides of the same coin, Mr. Handy. You are a prime example of this dichotomy. You still can throw your voice even though he is no longer with you. He? What he? Who? He who? Your former partner and dummy, Jerry Blatz. Ha! Some mind reader. So you've seen my act before. Big deal. Oh, I... I would have loved to, but I never had the pleasure, actually. You see, the reason is, my sight extends beyond this world. In fact, I have a message for you from Jerry. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be rich. Let's hear it. Well, I'm not exactly sure what he's referring to, but he... he wants you to... Move on. Uh, get another dummy and get back up on that stage. Careful, pal. He says he doesn't blame you for letting him... for what happened. Uh, yeah, anybody could know about that. He says it was just bad luck. Uh, three on a match. Three on a match? Well, that's that's what Jerry said to me. Right, right before he... But... How could you know? Now are you convinced of my authenticity, Mr. Handy? I don't know what to think. Your partner chose to contact you through me for a reason. Fate is calling, Mr. Handy. Fate, huh? I don't know what your game is, love, but I do know your type. Grifters come a dime a dozen in this town. You ain't nothing special. Here, take my card. If fate calls again, let me know. Oh, and one other thing. Oscillation clause. Look it up. Oscillation? I'm afraid I don't understand, Mr. Handy. Don't play dumb with me, pal. You better choose which side you're on. If you keep riding the fence, you're going to fall off and hurt yourself. I can't get out of that funhouse fast enough, and I almost trip over a small wooden crate. What's... What's this word stamped on the lid? Par paraffin? Hmm. Now why does that set off alarm bells? Huh, if I remember right, paraffins are some kind of seabird. Oh, that's a clue for sure. No paper on hand to jot it down, so I guess I just gotta commit it to memory. Where's Nick's when you need him? First gophers and now paraffins. This man is... Diabolical. Hello again, Mr. Hand. Ah, oh, Carmen. Uh, we meet again. Please, call me Rock. Did you find what you are looking for, Rock? Uh, not exactly. Uh, you wouldn't know anything about a missing dummy, would you? I'm afraid I don't waste my time with dummies. I prefer a real man. Any suggestions? Hmm. I'll think it over and get back to you. I'd better let you get to work. Looks like you got a lot of setting up to do for your show. You know, you should come by tonight. I think you would find it very entertaining. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. Is it just me or is it unreasonably hot out here? Sun's really beaten down. Danger gleams like sunshine to a brave man's eyes. Churchill? Euripides. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. Uh, good evening, Miss Corvino. Oh, my head. It's pounding away like Gene Krupa. <sighs> Maybe I got too much sun. Must be why I dozed off in that tent. All this talk about my ex-dummy partner has got me rattled. Nobody else knows that Jerry warned me about hiring Nicks. Three on a match, he said. Next thing I knew... He was gone. I need to talk to Beatrice and sort all this out. It's funny. I'm thinking about B, but it's Carmen's face what's stuck in my head.
Good morning, Mr. Salmon. Ah, oh, good morning, Bobby. By golly, I don't know about you, but I sure am darned excited about our first performance. Oh, oh me too. The Foreheads, Large Neck's newest barbershop quartet. Yes, yes, that's us. Just count the numbers on our hat bands. One, two, uh, three, four. <laughs> oh, sure enough. Oh, you know, <laughs> Big Jimmy, he put his suspenders on backward this morning. He was so flustered. Oh, gee, I have to admit, uh, I'm a bit nervous, too. Uh, this is my first time headlining a big show. Gee, I hope we got the word out. Oh, sure. Don't worry. Oh, it's, uh, it's a shame the American Legion Hall wouldn't agree to have a big sign out front. Yes, well, the board nicks that idea. We'll have to settle for the little poster oh, on say, the... Say, that's a good one, Bobby. What? What's so funny? Well, you said nixed, uh, you know, uh, like my nickname, Nix. Oh, that reminds me. The boys and I have been meaning to talk to you about that. You're going to need a nickname, something well, peppy, I... like... Nicky, uh, or perhaps Nickelodeon. <clears throat> Actually, Bobby, I, I'm become rather fond of nickel. Uh, now, now that would really make you stand out. N i c k e l, nickel. Yes, well, I I suppose I I could give it some thought. Uh, like the coin, a, nickel. You get it? Yeah, I, I sure I I get it. I just I just wouldn't want to stand out uh, too much. Uh, if I say, uh, uh, what are you doing out here in the parking lot anyway? Uh, is everything set up? Uh, did you put out the punch? Well, I'll tell you, Nickel, it's funny. The boys and I were inside practicing a little three-part harmony. When all of a sudden we hear what sounds like a scuffle outside. A scuffle? That's right. It was Shorty that heard it first. He has such great hearing. That sounds like a scuffle outside, he says. Well, naturally, being a part-time fireman, I come outside to see what's going on. Oh, sure. Naturally. That's right. Well, when I get out here to the parking lot, I find this here car with its driver's side door wide open and not a soul in sight. This seems pretty odd, I think to myself. What about that scuffling sound we all just heard? Oh, okay, uh, well. Go on. Well, at that point, I noticed that the car motor was still running. So I figured I'd better shut her off. Don't want to start a fire. A fire? No, sir. As I reach inside to turn the key, though, I look down and notice a lady dummy on the ground. Oh, a, a dummy? And, and no other sign of the driver, you say? No, sir. Nobody. Strangest thing. So I go back inside, and Whitey says to me, What about that sound we all heard, Bobby? The scuffle. Well, at this point, I tell them the same story about the dummy and all that I just told to you. Then Big Jimmy jumps up and says, <laughs> And you know how he can get. Yes, yes. So, so Big Jimmy says to no one in particular, he says, that dummy you saw on the ground. We should see if we can figure out who it belongs to. So, naturally, being a part-time fireman, I come back out to take a better look at the dummy. And who do I see pulling into the parking lot in his old rattletrap crossley, but none other than good old Nickel? Nickel? What? Let's not... Wait a minute. Rattletrap? Wait. The fact is... My Crossley's a finely made automobile. Although I, I suppose she could use a tune-up, but that's neither here nor there. Let me take a look at that dummy you found. Sure, sure. I got it right here in my bag. Hey, I, I've seen this dummy before. Why, yesterday morning in the office. Uh, it's a gussy or something. Uh, this belongs to Beatrice Carver. <gasps> you say there was no sign of anyone? No. Nope. 
Nothing. You know her or something? I have to say, I'm no part-time private detective, but I'm guessing that whoever the owner of this car is, well, they must be some sort of an artist. What? An, an artist? What are you talking about? Yes. They left a little wax sculpture on their driver's seat. A wax sculpture? Take a look. Oh, no. Oh, Say, say, what's going on? Uh, call Rock Handy. Uh, let him know what happened. Uh, rock what? Uh, hey. Uh, hey. Wait, where are you going, Nickel? Our, our show. What about the foreheads? No, the, the foreheads will have to wait. And, and don't call me Nickel. It's, it's Nick's. Nick's Salmon PPI. When a beautiful dame is in trouble... Nick's salmon never hesitates. Sure, felt a pang of regret about missing my barbershop debut performance, but this simple missing puppet's case just escalated to a full-fledged kidnapping. Or worse. We found a wax doll a lot like this after Sally Fifth was abducted. Now I find another doll, and it's a dead ringer for our client, Beatrice Carver. My gut's telling me that Beatrice is not telling the whole truth, so I decide to pay her another visit. Hmm. I notice Nix's beat-up old Crossley parked in B's driveway as I pull up. I suppose he's inside pitching woo already. Boy, he sure don't waste no time. Funny, though, as I walk up to the front door, I don't see B's car anywhere. Suddenly... Before I can knock, the door opens. Ah, ah Nix! Oh, Rock! What? What in the Sam Hill? She's, she's, she's gone. I hear a purse was thrown on the ground, and, and Bobby said his car was still running, but... Get but, but, a hold of yourself, Butternut. Purse? Ground? Bobby? It's Beatrice. She, she, she must have come by to see my show this morning, but when I arrived, her, her car was there, but, but she, she was gone. All right, calm down, pal. She probably just heard you guys singing and had second thoughts. Who could blame her? Oh, I've been I've been looking for her for for hours and here, take a look. I I found this on the driver's seat of her car. Another wax doll, just like the one we found after Sally Fifth was nabbed. Ah, oh, except this one's the spitting image of B, right down to the hat pin. Oh, that, that's not all. I. As I pulled into her driveway, I, I noticed that her front door was wide open, and then I spotted a man running out the back. This man. What did he look like? Oh, he was big, uh, about six five or or so, and and, and 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 poorly dressed. And he was he was he he. Go he, on. He was what? He was unshaven. Rock. He had a full beard. It was larger than my. My head. The lumberjack. This is all starting to add up. I I ran after him, but I stepped in one of those darn gopher holes and got stuck. Gophers? Again? This can't be a coincidence. Uh, by the time I pulled myself free, he was gone, but I, I'm pretty sure he ran off into those woods. You know, about four miles, let's see, north... Well, it, you're pointing east. That way is Blister Flats. That means Bee's house is within walking distance of... Unincorporated Plutwalk County. Why, that's where Simon Love and his troop are camped. You think this guy works for him? I'm sure of it. I feel like I saw that same guy when I paid Love a visit. Come on, let's take a look at the back porch. Just as I thought... There was a large work boot here the other day. Yes, I remember that. It was odd there was only one. Yeah, but it's gone now. And you know, I bet this tall Bunyan character came back to the scene of the crime for his ill-forgotten boot. This has got to be the man who... Kid kidnapped Sally Fifth. And now may have also kidnapped the puppeteur. 
Listen to me, Nix. I just talked to Mr. Love. Sure, he's a crook, but he ain't the kidnapping type. Why do you say that? He seems like a likely suspect. Ah, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. He, well, let's just say I got a tip from an old friend. You see, at first I did suspect this Mr. Love character. But after I met the lumberjack's daughter, the Roman-haired, raven-eyed... Oh, uh, should I be taking notes? Huh? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, anyways, the giant's daughter is named Carmen, uh, diamond blue eyes, uh, with legs would go all the way to next week. Uh, uh, oh, now where was I? The lumberjack. Sorry. Ah, yes, the lumberjack. Let's call him suspect number one. Okay, Carmen Diamond. Uh, Raven Hare, Mr. Love's assistant. Okay, Lumberjack. Uh, number one suspect. Uh, oh, does he have a name? Uh, yeah, uh, Andy, I think. Or, oh, or Anzo, Anzo. Yeah, Buddy Bunyan calls him Anzo. You mean, uh... Buddy Bozeman. That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, Anzo. Oh, and seabirds. A whole crate of them. Puffins or peregrines. I'm not sure which. Just write down seabirds. Hmm. Okay. Uh, seabirds. Sure. Got it. And I'll tell you another thing. I'll bet you this month of Sundays that Love's Sideshow Seance is where we'll find Beatrice and Sally. Oh, this is terrible. I'm so worried for Miss Carver. I can't help but feel like I'm at least partly to blame for her disappearance. Oh, how so? I, yeah, I, I, I should have never invited her to my show. All right, all right, get a hold of yourself, Salmon. Giants, fortune tellers, ghosts, seabirds. All this spooky mumbo-jumbo is above our bailiwicks and outside of my pay grade. Well, I believe the expression is outside of my... We're going to need the help of um, an expert. An expert? What kind of expert? A spooky mumbo-jumbo expert. Why, if it isn't Wally Tex McCoy, star of the Red River Boys Pictures... Of course, Gully, his faithful sidekick, is with him too as he travels the West in search of his lost love, Gilda. Let's look in on Tex as he's taking time out of his busy day to get in a good shave. Uh, you know, Gully, I've always wondered what this little slot in the medicine cabinet is for. What are you talking about, Tex? That's for disposing of your dull blades. Even I know that. Boy, howdy. No wonder I didn't know what it was. I've never needed to use it. Never needed to use it? Don't you like a clean shave with a nice new sharp blade? I know I do. Uh, sure as shooting. Uh, like all the Red River boys, I like to stay smooth and clean. You been out in the sun too long, Tex? I reckon that the best way to keep a clean shaven face is a fresh sharp blade. But blades can be expensive. Especially if, like some people, you need to shave two or even three times a day. And that's why I use McCoy Safety Razor Hone. I can hone them dull blades to where they are sharp and shiny, just like new again. Hone, huh? But is it safe? Why, sure, Gully. It's safe and easy. Why, why don't you watch me rub one out right now? Take a look at this. Just a few moments, back and forth, and... Sizzle my whiskers! Think of all the money people waste on new blades. Waste not what not. That's what Pappy says. That's why he wears a nine-gallon hat. He can't afford ten. Well, I need somebody to save, Pappy. Well, dang, damn it! look at the time. I guess I better rustle up some grub. Yee-haw! Boy, howdy. The gang's all here. 
Take it from the Red River Boys, folks. For a sharp blade, pick up a McCoy safety razor hone at your local drugstore today. And don't forget to tell them Tex sent you. Uh, it was a good idea taking your car, Nix. Thanks. Uh, nobody will suspect us when they see this old jalopy lurching up the road. They'll likely think we're just some yokels driving up from Siphon. Old jalopy. Well, I'd like to see any other car use two cylinders more efficiently than a Crossley. What's that? I can't hear anything over this racket. I... I, I said, uh, uh, thanks for agreeing to help us out there, Mr. Drake. <clears throat> yes, yes, but... While I agree there is an advantage to be gained through our collective knowledge, I must draw the line at donning a workman's livery. Well, I'm sure we can find another way to... Did he just say liver? I refuse to wear this absurd costume. What? But but the plan won't work if you don't wear the disguise. There's a plan forming as we speak, I presume, then tell me what in the blazes is the wearer of this garment meant to represent some sort of repairman? Repairman? Ha! Repairman. What an amateur. These are clearly janitor's coveralls. Of course, there's a world of difference. Listen, Drake, this is pretty standard stuff, so stop your belly aching. You and I are going to get collared real quick if Mr. Love spots our familiar mugs out in the crowd. What about me, Rock? Love don't know you from Adam, Nick, so you can go on natural. Of course. Wait just a second. This charade will never work. Your outfit is preposterous. A bowler hat and bow tie? Anyone with half a brain will see through that. Yeah, well, I can't see through it. This oversized mustache is clearly a false one, and not even on straight. Are you supposed to be a hobo? Hobo? Oh boy, what an amateur. Name tags, dummy. That's what really sells it. Look here. Gatsby Weebler, elderly man about town. Preposterous. I'm from East Neck. Get this. Good day, m'lady. I've used this get-up lots of times to collect, uh, undercover intelligence. Any intelligence you might harbor is definitely deep undercover. Thanks. Here's your name tag. Marion Gobbs? City janitor? I will defer to your experience in this matter and resign myself to this humiliation only because I wish to rid our fair city of the menace that is Mr. Love. Oh, yeah? Well, that goes double for me. I will have you know, however, that once this unpleasantness is behind us, we must never speak of this again. I pray your plan involves more than this infantile costume party. All right, fellas. Here we are. Boy, this show sure draws a crowd. There must be a hundred people here. All right, Rock, what's the plan? Nix, uh, you and Fancy Pants here blend into the crowd and keep your ears and eyes peeled. You got it, Rock. Now, if you get a chance, try and sneak into their camp and poke around a bit while they're occupied. It's just down the hill to the west. I'm going to work my way up front to keep an eye on love. This is your plan? What sort of... Okay, we're going to all reconnoiter back here in two hours. Uh, If either of you get into trouble, just um, hoot like an owl three times, and I'll come running. Why on earth? Who's the detective here, Drake? All right, men. Let's move out. You two stick together. And remember to disguise your voices. Do I have this right, Mr. Salmon? We are to wander around the crowd and look for clues. Your employer was excessively vague in this regard. Well, to tell you the truth, Rock isn't very big on details. He likes to kind of make it up as he goes along. You know, uh, think from his gut. Well, that does explain a lot. I suppose we should observe the event and look out for anything... uh, Suspicious. 
found something, have you? Maybe. That young lady over there is pulling people from the crowd and seems to be asking them questions. Where is she? Shh. Easy. Just act natural. We don't want her to know she's being watched. Just over my right shoulder. Can't miss her. The knockout in the red dress. Knock out? Yes, she's talking to some fellow right now, see? What? Is he drunk or something? He's just staring off into space like a zombie. Yes, I see her now. She... <gasps> Blatant mesmerism! She must be love's assistant. So, the deception is revealed. She mesmerizes audience members, and as she collects questions, she also gathers their answers. Keep it down, will you? We got to find Rock. Then she brings the unwitting fools back to consciousness and passes the notes on to Love so that he can perpetrate his fraudulent ruse. Blast! We've been spotted. She's heading off towards the distant encampment. I'll follow her. Uh, tell Rock where I'm going, okay, will ya? Exercise great care, Mr. Salmon. Only an expert in the eldritch arts such as myself is endowed with the mental fortitude to resist a competent mesmerist at close range. Keep your distance. And failing that, at all costs, avoid her gaze. Your life may depend on it. File of Facts 48-S-7, The Mysterious Mr. Love, Entry 5. I follow the mystery woman to a large tent, staying hidden until she suddenly turns to look my way. I dive into a blackberry bush to conceal myself, but instantly regret my decision as I become tangled in the thorns. By the time I manage to extricate myself, find the mystery woman in red disappeared. I cautiously enter the tent, only to find it unoccupied. I nervously light a match to get a better look around. A cursory search reveals a woman's unmentionables. I avert my eyes and notice a few framed photographs on a trunk. My last match I better make this quick. Hmm. The picture is of a burly ventriloquist holding his dummy. Funny. The dummy in that photo looks a lot like... Wait, uh, this must be some kind of joke. The dummy in the photo looks exactly like my partner, Rock Handy. Ow! Oh, burn my finger! Mr. Sam. Ah! You! You! Your love's assistant. Yes, well, I think of myself more as his partner. Well, now, see here, ma'am. Uh, I miss, miss, excuse me, I... Please call me Carmen, Mr. Samon. That photograph, the, the dummy that the big ventriloquist is holding, it, it looks like rock. Uh, uh, that is my partner. Uh, Does it? What a strange coincidence. Coincidence? Why, it's his spitting image. The suit, the three o'clock shadow, the tiny... Nicolo, why are you in my tent? I'll tell you why. I... Well, actually, it's... It's Nicolio, not Nicolo, but of course you could... You, you, you can call me... Uh, now, well, wait just a minute. I'll ask the questions here, Miss... Uh, ma'am, I... I uh, where is Beatrice Carver? And what do you know about the abduction of Sally Fifth and... Is that the reason you're here, Nix? In my tent, in the middle of the night, rummaging through my personal things. Oh, sure. I mean, you you can call me Nix or or Nickel. Uh, oh no, just Nix, I suppose, is good enough. Uh, rummaging. I. Uh, uh, you mean you're? I would never. I. I, I averted my eyes. Now, now, see here, Mister. Uh, Miss. Miss. Uh, what? What's the story with this? The, the puppet. The puppet. The wax dummy. In the picture. I, uh, that dummy. That cursed dummy. It is time for you to go to sleep, Nicolo. She's talking, but I I can't hear anything except the sound of my own name. 
echoing in my head. And then slowly, everything goes black. Could this be the end of Nicolio Salmon? What strange force is behind the mysterious disappearances in Large Neck? Can a magician and a ventriloquist work together to save the day? Find out the answers to these thrilling questions and more on the next episode of Puppet Hunt. Well, well, well. <sighs> Another cliffhanger. Cliffhanger again. I was hoping or, they'd resolve it. Yeah. Yeah, there is a I think I would know that. little bit more go- to, to this story. Yeah, whole other episode. So we haven't listened back yet. Do you think these overhead jets that are landing apparently in my neighborhood are audible? Um, I think people will understand because it's a, this is an outside version of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep call it Puppet Hunt Exposed. Matt and I had a bit of a disagreement. I said that the second part should be indoors because it just seems like it creates yeah. all sorts of unnecessary distractions. And right. then you were saying a continuity. Um, I had a note from the very beginning here. Uh, Jerry the ghost is being referred to as having blown up mm-hmm. instead of being burned up. So. Uh. What well, was that about? I remember the um, first episode. So what happens is he's in a flame, but he has compressed oxygen inside of him. Wow. So not only did he burn up, but he also exploded. I see. So there was a big explosive a conflagration of uh, fire and explosives. So he did both. So you're both right. Your memory and your vocabulary are really sharp right now. Yeah, I'm also uh, taking fish oil. Besides the the TM, okay. Mm-hmm. You're in- I make my own internally lubricated. I guess it's more for the memory um, and uh, echinacea, various tinctures. Fish oil helps with memory. Uh, I forgot what it was. Something about that. okay. All right, so okay, that makes sense. And then I thought, did you catch the allusion to Dickens? No. What was that? He said, might be an undigested bit of oyster loaf. Right. And that's um, the beginning of, of, beginning of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge uh, dismisses one of the ghosts as a bit of undigested beef, I think. I never saw that or read that one. Okay. So I should go see that, I guess. All right. I Just thought, I thought up on my puppet I, stuff. I, I don't know if you saw I arched an eyebrow when I heard that. I was very impressed. I wasn't. No, I was thinking about something else. I didn't notice you. But that's good. An so, arched eyebrow. Again, my, my premonition that my neighbor would start up the power tools during the talk back, uh-huh. I just feel like... Oh, you had mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. I don't even hear it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes. So the, it was a dramatic start with that uh, polter, you know, puppet geist. Yes. Right? And then it immediately went into a commercial about shoes. The elevator shoes, yes. With a dummy with a lisp. I noticed, yeah, he had a hard time saying he said he was made of hood. And I also noticed that um, Mr. Love sounded like he was in some sort of tube. Wait a minute. Is that so my, that was a horn. That's a, an automobile. Be, they probably know what those are. My door dash. Can we pause? Sure. No okay. problem. I'll, I'll be right it's back. It's for pausing more outside. Well, I just got to get the food. Be right back. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. I can eat it later. Don't worry. Let's just get on with this. Text commercial was the shaving hone. Where would you buy a hone? Hone. I don't know. What is a hone? I assumed it was some kind of sharpening device. Yeah, it's like a leather. It, I've always been confused by this because it's a, like a strap, but it's. I think it's usually called a stroop. A stroop. A stroop, but Weird. it's really a strap, and you. It's for somehow metal gets sharpened if you on go back and forth leather? on a really thick piece of leather. Huh. I might be mistaken on this, listeners. Okay. Yeah. Feel call free. In. To call in. Slot on your medicine cabinet and metaphorically call in. And uh, so Roddy Drake shows up in the middle of this one. I know. That seemed out of out of character for them to be teaming up. Usually they're in fist fights. And he stuff. was in part one, though, right? Yeah. He they, was definitely in part one. He, he was in part one. And right. they were teaming up, and then it's almost like they forgot that, and then they just shoehorned him in there. Well, they went back again. Like they visited him once, they got some clues, yeah. and then they left, but then they go back again. It almost feels like they were padding out this part two, like you know. Like they had to get 30 minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. They were like, they let's just go have... back to the well again. Yeah. Um, well, they... They didn't come to blows, so let's get them back together again and see what happens. It's still enjoyable. I still, whenever I'm sure. listening, I it, especially in the bathtub, as you know, it's my oh. preferred listening venue. I, it's, it's transporting me every time to the world of noir. 
All right. Uh, last two yeah. things. Uh, there seems like there's a lot of gravel. A in, gravel? In this episode, like they're doing a lot of walking on gravel. Yeah. Could Where be. are they again? They're at like a carnival? Uh, I think Traveling they're show? in Plat, Plat, War. Plutwa. Plut, how do you say Unincorporated Plutwa County. Plutwa County. Um, so that's, uh, maybe it's different. It's all gravel paved, out there. Less paved. Less paved. Yeah, maybe a lot of gravel in the okay. outskirts. And then Pitching Woo. Never heard of it. Did you hear that expression in I, the episode? I think I did. Okay. No, I'm not sure what that means. I Would don't you guess. I know you've never probably used that expression. You mm-hmm. may have heard of it before. I haven't. No, oh, really? I've never okay. Heard of it. I've heard of it before. It is essentially trying to uh, flirt with or um, enchant, seduce another. I see. Potential okay. suitor. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, used in sh- that. showing that you're interested. Right. In the person and and hitting on them. Yeah. So you've got woe is me and pitching woo. Woo. Ooh, both well. of those both of those are things you've only heard characters in entertainment say. Yeah, you wouldn't say woe is me now. Yeah. Or I am woe. Right. Or I have woe. Right. Or he pitched woo. Or I'm wooing. I will be pitching woo. Yeah. I guess certain sounds make it like well, speaking of woo, mm. we heard Nick's doing owl sounds in this one. Yeah, that was a code. Yes, but it was, was Rock able to hear those owl things? Is that it. what he's asking? I doubt he's it. asking Rock to save him from the hypnotist? I think I think Rock said, hoot like an owl three times if there's trouble. Okay. So maybe he was just sitting, sitting the signal out. Okay. I don't know. And lastly, so Carmen both enchanted Rock and Nick's it, in this episode? Maybe, or she just straight up murdered him. Maybe if he's dead. He did seem seem like he fell down. Passed Do you out. think the elevator shoes caused him to fall? I think that was a commercial. I don't think that was part of the show. Oh, I got the impression that yeah. he put the elevator shoes on and then continued no, the rest of the episode. I think the idea was that was a commercial and you're supposed to like think, okay, the narrative stops. So it wasn't integrated. Okay. But, you know, we can listen to it again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in part three we'll find out whether it was actually... Elevator shoes. Because you got boots, yeah. elevator shoes, shoes, gopher holes. Gopher holes. I shaving. feel like they're working... Yeah. Well, wait. Shaving? Well, yeah, the beards. Oh, guy right. Guy big beard. Okay. Unshaven. Yeah. Eh, maybe I was a little maybe hasty in my... uh thematic. Yeah. There's more to it than, than that first glance. Could be. It could be. First listen. Yeah. All right. Well, I can see you're, you've already started to kind of tear at the crust a little I bit there. I just want to pre, pre-open it. Okay. But go ahead. I'm not I'm not hungry. Do you feel free to... No, I, no, no. I can wait. Mine's going to take a while here. Uh, I have a napkin. Okay. All right. Well, I can sense that you want me to speed it up here, so no, I will, no, no. I'll take just jump time. into it. Do you mind if I turn the microphone please, in this direction? Please, yeah. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, just wrapping it up here, I, I have been very emotional lately about thinking that I'm talking to not just those who are here on planet Earth right now and in the immediate future, but maybe talking to people who don't remember what the planet was like and are off on another adventure. And so I didn't want to take that lightly. Last time I just said a few words to you, and I, I don't want to do this every episode, obviously, because I want you just to enjoy the program. But I also want to recognize that this realization changed me. And so I would like to read what I call a poem to the generational ships. Stars aglow out your window. You who come to know Noir Radio. Once, though, I roamed the loam, and I did kneel on earth so real, and bells did peal that fate be sealed. Matt, do you mind? Oh, I was just going to take a bite. Okay. Go ahead. Don't let me stop you. I'm just going to take a little bite. All right. I think I could hear that no, just pretty well going. on the keep thing. Okay. It won't pick it up. Really hungry. My. I can record it later if you no, want no, me to. No, no, keep going. Keep going. It's all right. This it's is a, a second stanza. Okay. My heart's ablaze. Do you mind editing it so that it's no, all one continu- continuous seamless. poem? Yeah, seamless. My heart's ablaze. I sang your praise. Oh, intrepid days in a cosmic maze. Yea, the way oblique, a virgin earth you seek. 
May my poem peak a path unique, Till a new lunar rays your salt lamp bathes. What might be your bath bomb reveries, Memories of me amid those starry seas? May these sounds that abound swirl ever round a trove you found. Hold fast these podcast eternities. Oh, is it over? Yes. What'd you think? Uh, oh, I'm... Can I listen to it later? I was, I was looking at my phone. Oh, okay. Well, you can listen to it again when yeah, you're Yeah, I'll listen to it. I'll give it. you some feedback. I can see your... It was about um, ships, according to what I'm seeing. Yes. That's cool. Well, let's close it out then, I guess. Yeah, all right, let's close it out. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to... Puppet Hunt Radio. With Matt. And Lane. Signal.